Hi, this is Jim Quick, and I have a quick update for you. I'm proud to announce my very first book, Limitless. Upgrade your brain, learn anything faster, and unlock your exceptional life. This book is not only based on the latest neuroscience, it is field tested for over 28 years of working with some of the most amazing minds on our planet. Just go to LimitlessBook.com and enjoy this book. Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brains. We have a very special episode. This is all about protecting the female brain. How do you protect it? Whether it's from uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, brain fog, insomnia, this is a very special episode. And we have one of our favorite guests back. This is actually your fourth time on our show, more than anybody else that we've had on the show. This is Dr. Lisa Moscone. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> yes, for, for anyone who's joining us brand new. And we're talking about her new book, XX Brain. She is the director of the Women's Brain Initiative yes. at Weill Cornell. Uh, and she's the associate professor, uh, she's a neuroscientist, uh, and a nutritionist. She's just, her CV is just the longest of <laughs> anyone we really have on the show. If you haven't seen the previous three episodes, I highly recommend it. We did two episodes on her uh, best-selling book, Brain Food. And then we also, the last episode, we talked about what people should know about women's brain. Um, right. How they experience more more brain fog um, they've experienced more depression more anxiety insomnia uh, um, uh, dementia uh, almost twice as much right so in this episode people by demand they were asking what do we do to protect our brains and this is not just for our female uh, audience this is also for anybody who cares about yes the um, the females in in your life so this is a very important episode let's give a quick review yes. about the female brain and how it's different than the male brain right so there are many theories on how women's brains differ from men's brains and there's a lot of pop science out there a lot of hand wavy theories yes. on how our brains differ and um, I've been looking at brains for 20 years and can guarantee that there is no such thing as a gendered brain. Right? Okay. So if you look at brain scans or brains, you can't tell if that brain belongs to a woman or a man mm -hmm. just by looking at the structure or the anatomy of those brains. What we have shown is that, however, our brains age differently. Okay. And there are some differences in our biochemistry on top of that that really matter for our health. So like you said, women are more likely than men to be diagnosed with an anxiety disorder or depression, mm -hmm. not to mention headaches and migraines, as well as having more autoimmunity, like autoimmune disorders that can attack the brain, like multiple sclerosis, we're three times more likely to have that. Mm -hmm. We're four times more likely to develop a meningioma, which wow. is the most common cause 
which is the most common form of brain tumor. And on top of all that, we're more likely to die of a stroke, should the stroke take place, and we're also more likely to be diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Mm. So of all Alzheimer's patients, almost two-thirds are women, which means that for every man suffering from Alzheimer's, there are two women. Twice as much, almost. Almost as much, yes. Yeah, almost wow. as many. Yeah, I think it's more of a prevalence thing. We don't fully understand why that is the case, and this is something that I've been doing for a really long time, like over yes. 15 years of trying to figure it out. And finally, I think that we have some answers for sure. Okay, and you talk yes. about some of those answers in your brand new book. Most of it, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, for sure, for sure. So the last time we, I was here and we were talking about women's brains, we were really trying to explain how that came to be. And we were talking about the Women's Brain Initiative, which I launched mm-hmm. at Wild Cornet Medicine in New York City, and we're open to enrollment, if anyone is interested. And my research is really focused on understanding how brain health plays out differently in women and in men. We very much care about the men too. Of course. Because what the research has shown is that women's brains and men's brains have different risk factors. And that's the bottom line. So the things that affect a woman's brain are not necessarily the same that affect a man's brain. And both are important. Okay. But medicine has been historically gender biased. So a lot of the information we have really derived from studies in men. Okay. So the recommendations that we give patients and the guidelines that we use to diagnose certain diseases are really based on symptoms that are more prevalent in men than in women. Like mm-hmm. cardiology is a good analogy from a different field. Like we know that uh, women are seven times more likely to be discharged in the middle of a heart attack as compared to a man having a heart attack. Wow. And that is because doctors are trained to recognize the male symptoms of a heart attack, which is the very sudden chest pain and the pain shooting down the left arm. Okay. Those symptoms are prevalent in men, but not in women. Women tend to experience nausea right. or pain in the back of the neck and in the, in, in the stomach. They feel like they have the flu. And so the doctors don't recognize symptoms and they're like, well, you're not having a heart attack. Here's an antidepressant, go home. So a similar bias exists in neurology and psychiatry. And so we're really trying to understand what impacts brain health most in women and in men and how we can address those risks. That makes sense. And so in, in effect, they're treating women as like as just like men. Yes. Except for women have breasts and, and tubes and <laughs> yes. stuff like that. So that's bikini medicine, like I describe in the book. And it's it's a rather unfortunate term really to describe how historically medical professionals actually believed that men and women were essentially the same person with different reproductive organs. Mm-hmm. So given the worldview derived from that model, I think that the very notion of women's health is problematic. Right. Like if you go to a doctor and ask them to see a patient through the lens of women's health, they're going to check your blood for hormones, they're going to give you a pap test mm-hmm. for cervical cancer, and if you're over 40 or 42, you get a mammogram. Right. So once again, women's health is confined to the health of the reproductive organs, which is really a problem because it's due to a reductive understanding of what a woman actually is. Right. Right. So from where I sit as the director of the Women's Brain Initiative, 
there's this part of the body that will never be covered by a bikini that really deserves our attention, and that's our brains. Right. We never talk about women's brain health. And we need to, because their brains are one of our, by far, best assets. Right. right? And their very own vitality and, and joy and happiness and capacity to enjoy life comes from a healthy brain and a healthy mind. Sure. Now, recently, you and I were speaking at an event, um, uh, Women's uh, Move Move for Minds. Yes. And uh, I believe Maria Shriver actually wrote the, the forward of your book. That, that was, that's yes, exciting. it's wonderful. She's, she's such an incredible, wonderful, just honestly wonderful person. And she's so invested in, in women's health and women's brains and Alzheimer's prevention. Mm-hmm. And it was such an honor for me that she, she agreed to, to write the forward. And then she had us fly over to LA right. and really talk about brain health and your wonderful magic techniques to, to yeah I tried to actually have my parents go through the whole thing oh really but they're nuclear physicists so yeah. as soon as I said just give me the, the elements they were like boom 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 nah, boom they, like, ah. they know it already that's <laughs> not, not working that's amazing now at that event you were sharing some of the things that people uh, that women could do to be able to protect their brains and you go into a lot of detail and I, what I again what I love about this book it's it's, it's science and evidence based yes. Yes, it's a conservative book in some mm-hmm. ways because I am a scientist and accuracy is really important to me. So sure. I'd much rather be more conservative and say, this may work for you, but there isn't a lot of science to really back this up. Okay. However, there's a ton of science showing that doing these eight things, which I call the eight pillars of Alzheimer's prevention okay. in women, actually work. So if you're new to this and you're just starting, Start with something that's been shown to prove, you know, which has really been shown to work in hundreds of thousands of women. Right. Because your chances of getting a benefit are higher than this little thing that just came out in the news two months ago. Right. So for me, it's all about really how strong the evidence is, which doesn't mean that other things can't work. Right. It's more like let's start with with a strong, solid review of what's been proven to work. Let's start from that, and also let's look at safety okay. over time. So not just short-term, but long-term as well is really important, especially for Alzheimer's. Of course, of course. Right. So when we're thinking about those foundational pillars, where do, uh, where do we start? Right. So as a scientist, I have a tendency to get lost in details, <laughs> as you know. Uh, so I found a good way, I think, to summarize this into eight um, actionable items that any woman can just make part of the lifestyle today and her routine. And in order to remember them, learning from you, these wonderful strategies, I found this Latin expression, I'm Italian, so Mm -hmm. Latin makes sense to me, which is mens sana in corpore sano. Mm -hmm. In English, that's probably like mens sana in corpore sano, something like that. But the point is, um, so you spell it, the first part, mens sana means a healthy mind, in corpore sano, in a healthy body. Mm-hmm. The good thing is that you have eight things that you can you can choose from. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes we get overwhelmed because we're like, oh, I have to do all of them, or right. I have to do all these different things. But I think it's best to just choose one, mm-hmm. really make a solid, durable change, and then address the other ones. Or if you're that. already at that stage, choose three, and start with three. I love that. Good. <laughs> so what does the uh, M stand for then? 
in your honor is for mental stimulation. Mm. There's a ton of evidence in neuroscience that you really have to stimulate your brain. And you have said something that really resonated with me, which is that learning is for your brain, but exercise is for your muscles. Right. And that's such an elegant and accurate way to put it. So we know from first year in college that the more two neurons are active together, the stronger the connection is built. Mm -hmm. And that's the first principle in neuroscience, the principle of heaven. Which also means that you really have to stimulate your neurons in order for them to remain active and plastic. Right. Right. And so how do you do that? The key is learning. Right. You have to challenge your brain. In other words, if you're fantastic at playing chess, playing more chess will not help you nearly as much as, for example, playing play bridge. Right. So you have to learn something new. You have to keep challenging your, your skills and capacity. Number two would be E, mm -hmm. right? E is for exercise. It is really important. Sure. There's a study of hundreds of women followed for over 40 years, which is incredible. And this study showed that women who lead a sedentary life have 30% rate of decline to Alzheimer's disease, wow. which means that the third of all women who don't really move their bodies may get Alzheimer's at some point in their lives. Whereas women who have a, high, a higher level of cardiovascular fitness in midlife have virtually no rates of dementia. The rate to dementia is close to zero. That is astonishing. It's incredible. It's how, do you, how do you explain that? So is it is it because generally what's good for the heart, like exercise, is good for the, is good for the Yes, brain? Is I think it blood it's flow? Um, it, well, yes. So blood flow is crucial right. for brain health. And what happens if you do not exercise your heart is that your circulation slows down, which is normal with aging. Mm -hmm. But that's really when you should try and maximize your aerobic performance. Which it doesn't mean you have to do jumping jacks okay. all day. You just need to make sure that your heart gets stimulated. Your heart is a muscle, mm -hmm. right? It's a kind of use it or lose it. So after that, you have the N. N, N is for nutrition. Mm -hmm. So diet and nutrition. And I often recommend to start with that. If you have to choose one of the eight letters, nutrition is really important because most people eat three times a day. Right. So you have three chances of doing something good for your body and your brain every day of your life. So that's a good start. And there are many diets out there. Right. And I will not be telling people what they should do in okay. terms of their life. And diets is a very personal choice. But from a clinical perspective, it is important to me to let women know what kind of nutrients have been shown time and time again to be really supportive of women's brains. Right. Right. So you, you just try to incorporate more of these nutrients in your diet, whatever your diet might be. So fiber is, is a big one. Antioxidants are really important, like vitamin A, C, and E mm -hmm. have been shown to really uh, boost brain energy in women. And the last one is polyunsaturated fatty acids, okay. like omega-3 fatty acids from salmon. They're very important. Olive oil, almonds, flax seeds, mm -hmm. there are a lot of different sources and they They've been associated with a much lower risk of dementia in women, as well as a lower risk of depression, infertility, postpartum depression, and uh, lower levels of anxiety. And it's also really important to know what not to eat, right? If there's one thing, if there's one change that is easy to make, sort of, is to stay away from processed foods. Okay. There's these such incredible, as. such as fast food is, mm -hmm. is a major issue, but packaged foods, prepared foods, 
um, sometimes takeout, mm -hmm. food is not that healthy. So really being careful with the quality of your food and trying to eat fresh, um, if possible, homemade. S-C-O-N-I. Absolutely. So tag her, follow her, tag myself at Jim Quick, and, uh, and share it. Because when you share it, you get to help other people. I believe that in everything we're here to do in this hero's journey, you know, we, 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 we learn so we can earn, meaning we, we get benefit out of it, but then we return and we share that. And, um, and that's part of our way of doing that. And when you tag us, um, some of our favorites, share your big aha in the description. What, what's the one area that we've talked about so far that was kind of, kind of lit up your, your brain and that you're gonna make one little decision on moving forward because little by little a little becomes a whole lot and i'll repost some of our favorites i know you repost them also as yes. well you are so Lately. active I love it. in that I love it. and um yes and we'll see you we'll see you in our next episode want to double your brain speed and memory power if you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster i'd like to give you my brand new quick brain accelerator program you will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Or simply text the word podcast to 916-822-7246 and we'll send you a direct link. That's 916-82-BRAIN. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, one more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you've just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag Quick Brain, K-W-I-K Brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So, what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think.